Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Begonia, the manager of the engineering division here in Robert Walters, Portugal. And I would like to welcome you to this podcast dedicated to International Women Day, where we will have the opportunity to talk to different women in, le in leadership roles. This podcast will be available in different platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also on our website. Today, I have the pleasure to talk to Monica Delgado, Integration Direct Project Director from Engie to get an insight of what future of women in engineering industry looks like. Hi, Monica. Thank you very much for being, for being with us today. Thanks, Begonia. For me, uh, it's a pleasure talking about this important topic. Thanks a lot for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Monica, can you give us a, a brief summary uh, about your, yourself? Sure. So, um, my name is Monica Delgado. I am Brazilian, married. I have a son who is 20 years old already. I graduated mathematics a long time ago in the 90s. And currently I'm based in Paris working for Engie, as you mentioned. So Engie is a French multinational electric utility company headquartered in Paris. And I am responsible for looking after some acquisition projects worldwide. Previously, I performed different roles within the HR field in different countries like Brazil, of course the Netherlands, Colombia, Chile, and one special project in Angola. Cool. So yeah, Monica, as you were telling uh, me uh, a few days ago, um, your profile is actually pretty inter interesting. You are a STEM woman, and you're actually really focused on human resources and change management functions. So can you explain as a little bit, how did you, go, how did you get here? Well, Honestly, I didn't plan it. It happened naturally. When I was about to graduate, an opportunity appeared within the minor sector for people with the numerical skills to enter in the area of compensation and benefits in HR. It's really important to highlight that at that time, there were just a few tools in the market to perform salary reviews, to help interpret statistical data, etc. But then I thought that it would be a very good start for my professional career, and I got it. Uh, and since then, I have never stepped out. Mm -hmm. How did you end up working in the, in the energy industry, Monica? I was approached by a consultancy company to participate in this project. Uh, I believe that the invitation came first because of my previous experiences in similar sectors like mining and infrastructure and because of my international experience. But uh, my interest to participate was because this is a very fascinating sector. If you think that without the energy sector, there are no other sectors. This is really, for me, very appealing. <laughs> That's good. Uh, do you feel like the industry embraces female leaders, Monica? Well, what I have seen is that women in a senior management roles at energy firms remain low in general. 
but efforts to improve gender diversity are moving fast, I would say, the efforts. The results are not there yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, in, in Engie, for instance, we have an objective to reach 50-50 men and women in management roles by 2030. Uh, today, our ratio is 25. So it means that we have nine years to get there. It's really a big challenge. The good news is that there is a huge commitment from the executive committee to this topic, especially for our CEO who is, by the way, a woman, Catherine McGregor. That's good. So look, Monica, you've been in a, always in a really like male-dominated uh, world. So what challenges did you face in your career in those industries uh, for being a woman? Well, definitely being the only woman in the management team. Um, the feeling is like, you must continually prove yourself and struggle to feel heard. Uh, there were times uh, when I've had to, to assert my presence, even though it was uncomfortable for me. Um, nowadays, I can say that it has become easier to have that voice in the room. So I've developed even great confidence in my, my abilities. But, uh, also, studies show women allow themselves to be interrupted when they speak up. Huh? So don't be afraid to say, let me finish my thought to a colleague. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really good tip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. And look, what changes have you witnessed in terms of uh, gender balance in the industry since you began in your, your career? Because you've been in this industry for a while uh, in many different locations. What, so what changes have you, have you already seen? Well, to be very honest, when I started my professional career, uh, there was very little debate about gender equity within companies or women in STEM careers, for instance. I don't remember discuss, discussing this topic <laughs> at university, for instance. Uh, I think it was like a lack of awareness, especially for younger women. And um, then it started, I believe, in the same decade, uh, decade uh, a kind of girl power inspired by artists, singers, judges, more women taking important roles in the government, for instance. And since then, I think that it started evolving. Nowadays, despite the progress on gender equality being slow, there are more awareness and agreement in why it's necessary. For instance, you can see there are more countries with clear laws and regulations around this topic, some important companies with clear objectives and internal policies on how to get there. And of course, more women who wanted to succeed in their careers. Uh, this is an important progress, but of course, it would be great if it, we could speed up the results. The results are not there yet. Yeah, makes sense. And look, uh, Monica, you've been in, in, in different HR roles. Now you're in this type of more like integration um, projects role. Um, so how do you think or what do you think that the industry could do to be more diverse and more inclusive and to and to embrace more more women uh to come to these leadership positions 
Well, there are many things that companies could do, and I believe that uh, some of them have already started doing good things. I would say uh, first two important things, uh, creating a common understanding of a culture of trust, respect and inclusion, involving and including many levels in the, you know, within the company, men and women. This is very important because I think that uh, uh, men should be feeling included in this kind of debate as well. Um, another important thing, I believe, that acknowledge our uh, own biases, uh, because everybody has their biases, and then it's important to acknowledge them and manage them. There are, of course, some more practical and, and, and easy to implement practices like, uh, you know, being attentive the way that we write and publish our vacancies, the details, if the details are more male written or not. Uh, uh, practicing blind CVs, uh, mentoring and coaching uh, young women, having role models within the company. It's very important to walk the talk. Um, but the, the most important one, I would say, I guess, of course, in my opinion, give it the benefit of the doubt when promoting women. Because what I have witnessed is that for promoting a woman for senior roles, decision makers in general are much more demanding. For instance, if the woman is 70, 80% ready, the answer is normally no. But if the man is 70, 80% ready, the answer is yes. So uh, I think that we needed to think about it when we are deciding about promoting a woman versus a man. This is really key, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. And uh, look, uh, Monica, we're going to have quite a few, a few women uh, listening to the, this podcast. So, what advice would you would you give them, uh, or would you give to those women considering a career in the in the industry? Well, first of all, be what you want to be. If you want to pursue a technical career, know that there are plenty of opportunities out there. Don't be discouraged. Try, try it and see if you like it. If you don't like it, you try something else. Uh, entering in a male-dominated field may, may, be, you know, may scare you. But uh, I am sure that you find your own code the same way that I found mine. Uh, maybe it wouldn't be easy. You may face some setbacks, but it happens in any career, not just in STEM careers. Dream big, work hard. Work hard is very important, of course. The only limits we have are the ones we set on ourselves. If you love what you do, I'm sure that you, you will succeed. Okay, thank you. Thank you very, for, very much for, for all this, uh, Monica. To be honest, it's been such a pleasure to, to have you here today. Uh, I was actually quite impressed the first time that I talked to you. Um, uh, that the first time that I talked to you, uh, you had like an amazing um, career. And I think that if this, this uh, podcast could be really useful for for many women who actually um, wants to get uh, roles in, in this industry. Uh, there are not many, but uh, I think that I, I started in 
maybe uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I started doing recruitment seven years ago, and I say that were, there were less women in leadership roles in, in energy, in infrastructure, and day by day, I think that I'm seeing more and more. So hopefully we can keep seeing more uh, every day. Yes, you're sure. So I, I have seen the, the mm -hmm. same. Uh, we are increasing, um, um, I think, that um, um, year by year. Uh, but uh, it, again, it's very important to, 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 to women know that there are opportunities out there. There are. So it's just a matter to, to really focus uh, on these and go, go, go forward. So very welcome yeah. to work in this beautiful <laughs> sector. Very, very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Perfect. Thank you very much, uh, Monica. Thank you. No, thank you, Begonia. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you.